Welcome to the Freedom Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are investing in your relationship with the Lord by listening to this message. Check out our YouTube channel for a complete log of all of our sermons. If you would like to know more about FC, visit our website at www.freedomfamily.us. God bless and remember that the best is yet to come. Good morning. How are you? It's good to see each of you. I'm so glad you are here today. We're very thankful for your presence, and uh, for those of you that may be watching online, we're so glad you're here. And maybe you're here for the first time at church, or maybe the first time in a long time. Just thank God, the building did not fall in, right? Isn't that what people say? The building's going to fall in on your head. It did not fall in. The roof's still standing. So we're excited about that. So today, we're going to continue what I started last week, that the best is yet to come. Will you say that with me? The best is yet to come. You say, well, why do you say that? Because I believe it. Because it tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, that eye has not seen nor has ear heard all that God has in store for those who love Him. So last week I talked about our future hope. And if you were not here, I want to challenge you to go to our app or go to our website. You can download it. You can watch it by, via video, whatever you want to do. It'll catch you up, but it's talking about the future hope. Today, we're going to move forward And I want to talk about beyond wounds, because that's where we want to get to. Now, let me ask this question as I open up out of the gate. How many of you here presently, you you own a dog? Anybody here own a dog? Raise your hand. Well, I don't know about you, but man, I've owned dogs my whole life. And my favorite dog that I've, that dogs and type of dogs I've had was a collie. I love the, the sable and white collies. I grew up with those. Uh, that was a part of my life from the time that I was just a little kid. And the last one that we had, um, he passed away last year. He went to doggy heaven. In, uh, how many of you believe there will be dogs in heaven? Raise your hand. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I think God has a humor inside of him that he wants us to enjoy that. So you say, you got any scripture to back it up? We won't go there. I don't have time to dive in, in on that theologically right now. But anyway, um, Rhett, we had him. He was the last one with my last Sable White Collie that we had. We haven't gotten another one since. But something that was a nature of them and in their characteristics in my particular breed that, that I had, and probably not in all of them, he continued to get hot spots. Now, it wasn't real bad. But how many of you ever saw a dog that has hot spots? You know, uh, they get a little jittery. They don't want you to touch them. You know, it's just uh, this, this wounds and things. They get on their back and it's open and everything. And so what we would do, of course, when he would get it, we would know it, right? And then we would treat it as best we could. And um, with him, he didn't get them a lot. But when he got them, you knew it and you wanted to help him. The, the sad thing about dogs are, is that dogs can't talk to you. You know, I've seen some that try to talk, and you've seen those videos maybe on YouTube, but they really can't sit down and tell you what they're wounded about if they're hurting on the inside. Well, you know what brings me to this? We could tell somebody how we're wounded on the inside, but a lot of times we don't want to tell nobody, do we? Now, I'm not just talking about physical wounds. I'm talking about things that have hurt you emotionally. Things have hurt you relationally. Things that's maybe hurt you, someone hurt you financially. Someone has done something to you that maybe has an addiction or maybe you have that addiction and you've done something you didn't mean to do and you're hurting, hurting inside and you're wounded because you continue to try to cover it up by looking at the bottom of a bottle or taking a pill or whatever it may be. I think if everyone here is honest, and I believe you will be, I'm going to ask this question, and I want you to lift your hand. How many of you have here have ever hit, dealt with those hidden wounds or dealing with one? Would you raise your hand all across the auditorium? I think we all have, haven't we? 
So that's what I want to talk about today because as long as you're breathing, listen to me, there's going to be emotional pain, there's going to be physical pain, there's going to be relational pain, uh, there's going to be pain in many different areas of our lives. And because you know what, this isn't heaven. We're never going to have that pain-free life. But I want to encourage you and say these words to you. There's a purpose behind your pain. Let me say it again. There's a purpose behind your pain. And I will tell you that God will always use pain for a purpose. And the very thing that today that you might not want to talk about is going on in your life, the thing that you may be embarrassed about, the thing that you would like to stuff down inside and never ever let it raise up its head again. Today, I want you to think about how God can and will heal those hidden wounds in your lives and how that God can and will bring beauty from the pain that you're going through and not just physical pain but those things that's down in your life that hurts so bad those memories that you go back and you grab them and they hurt you from the past or maybe you were abandoned as a child maybe you were abandoned as an adult or maybe those words of criticism, I don't know about you, but man, criticism hurts, doesn't it? You get criticized and maybe it's warranted, but you know what hurts worse is when it's not. Nobody knows the whole story. Those things hurt so bad. And you think about prejudice, how that prejudice is just all over our world and how people are like that. Or maybe there's abuse in your life and you've not told anybody. Only you and your abuser know. Or maybe it's something that's physical and you're wondering, are you going to make it through it? Or maybe it's something that's spiritual or it's sexual or it's emotional. Uh, where do we get these hidden wounds in life? Basically everywhere is where we get those wounds. And you get them from society. We get them from, God forbid, we do from family. It may come from your spouse. It may come from school. It may come from someone you were dating or it might come from a time or a person at work that you worked with. But there's two truths about life for everybody. Everybody has hidden wounds. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, when you think about the wounds that you have, those exterior wounds, a lot of times the physical ones, they heal pretty quick, don't they? Thank God for the healing power of those physical wounds that we get hurt that heals quick. But those emotional wounds that get you down deep inside, they take so much longer to heal than any kind of a physical wound. And so here's the good news. Look at the person next to you and say, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Jesus wants to heal our hidden wounds. So today, I hope you'll just travel with me and journey through this because I truly believe once again that God can and will bring beauty from the pain that all of us go through in life. So what I want us to do, I want us to think about God. When you think about God's name, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha means I am the God who heals. That's what it means. I am the God who heals. He wants to bring healing. So you need to depend upon that name. And I want you to memorize that name, Jehovah Rapha. Would you say it with me? Jehovah Rapha. Say it again. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. He is the God who heals. And so Psalm 147 in verse 3, look what it says here. It says, he, talking about God, heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Once again, I want you to get this. God can bring beauty from pain. 
Now, in this verse here, he says that, that he heals the brokenhearted. It doesn't mean, that, doesn't mean that they just stay like they are with an open, gaping wound of pain that hurts. He heals them, and, and he's able to bandage their wounds when you're going through those kind of things. How does God do this? How does God bring beauty from pain, from the hurts, the pains, the bad memories, the things that hurt so bad, the things that you wish would go away, things that you wish you'd never even think about again, the things that you go to bed with and the things you wake up with in the morning? How do you get beyond those things? How do we get Get away from those things. You're not going to do it within yourself because you don't have the power. You don't have the mentality. You're not that smart. Your IQ is not that high. God made us and God looks for a way for us to look to him for that way in order to be healed. And one of the very first things I will tell you right out of the gate, if you're dealing with a hidden wound is that you've got to uncover it. You say, well, you mean uncover it, pastor. I don't know about you, but a lot of times if I have a physical wound, and I, or a scrape or a cut or something like that. During the day, I keep a bandage on it. You follow me on it? But one thing I've noticed at night when I go home, when I'm not around anybody and I'm not out where I can get something in that wound, if it's, I, I will take and uncover it. And when the air gets to it, what does air, air, what does air do to it? It begins to make it heal even quicker. You know, and then I put the bandage back on the next day. And that's the thing about it. God wants us to uncover those things that we're facing and things that we're feeling. And we want us to uncover them. So the healing process starts. You've got to face it head on in your life. Look what the psalmist said in chapter 39, verse 2 and 3. He says, but I, as I stood there in silence, not even speaking of good things, the turmoil within me grew worse. The more I thought about it, the hotter I got, igniting a fire of words. How many times does those grudges eat at you? How many times does the guilt seem to overtake you? How many times does it feel like when you lose that loved one that the grief just drains the life out of you? These things hit you physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And you know why it does? Because we live in a sinful world. We live in a world that, to where people are constantly being abused. We hear it all the time. And it breaks our hearts. And, and think about this, every kind of person, every person is different. We're different people, but people respond to it differently. A lot of people say, oh, I just want to forget about it. Don't bring it up again. How many of you had a loved one before and you tried to talk to them because you knew they were hurting and you tried to discuss it with them and how many times they said, forget about it. Don't bring it up to me again. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to discuss it again. Or those people, they just try to run from it. They just try to run. Just like Forrest. I mean, he was hurting over Jenny, man. He just went running, you know. A lot of people just want to run from it. People want to ignore it as if it never happened. A lot of people, what they do, they bury these things as deep as they can down into the core of their being. And man, they don't want to do anything with it. And I'll tell you, friend, if you're burying something that's hurting you really bad inside your heart and life of something that's happened to you, Eventually, you're going to implode, and the outcome of that will not be good for you. People want to pass it off to someone else a lot of times. You say, what do you mean by that? People want to blame other people. That's what they want to do. They want to blame somebody else because of hurting so bad. They don't want to look at it for themselves. And, and listen to me, you have to be honest about your pain. You're going to have to be honest about the things that is angering you, the things that's got you really crippled with fear, the things that, that you're having resentment about, the thing of facing the abuse that you had. You're not going to get any better till you uncover it and talk about it and be honest with someone. And some of you are thinking, who would I be honest with, Pastor? First off, you've got to be honest with God. God was there when it happened. And God is here to be able to help you and to heal you. 
You've got to be honest with him. But ultimately, before you're going to be honest with God, you've got to get honest with yourself about it. You can't just keep acting like it, denying it, ignoring it, burying it. You've you got to. You see, when you're honest with yourself and you're honest with God, but also you need to find someone that you can trust. Someone in your circle of life that you can trust to vent to about it, to talk to about it. When you talk to God about it in prayer, vent to God. God's shoulders are big enough to handle it. But you've got to uncover it. But then this next part's where people really get squirrely. You've got to let go of those who have hurt you. You say, now you've lost your mind, Pastor. You mean to tell me you really want me to let go of that? Listen, you cannot harbor, listen to me closely, you cannot harbor resentment and ever get well in your life. It's just not going to happen. You've got to let it go, and you've got to let go of your right to get even. Do you want to get well? Or do you want to get even? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Do you want to get better? Or do you want to live your life being bitter all the time? That's what you have to ask yourself in your own life. You don't have enough energy in your life, emotional energy, to be able to do both of those. And the secret, listen, the secret is this, listen to me. Getting even will not take your pain away. It won't do it. No matter how much thrill that you've ever gotten, if you went and tried to get somebody back, it still doesn't take your pain away. Only forgiveness will take your pain away. And you're thinking, now you've lost your mind. They don't deserve to be forgiven. I agree with you. I didn't say they deserve to be forgiven. I said that is where that you're going to be able to gain that moment to where that you can feel better about life and move forward in life is when you do forgive them. It's your right if you don't want to do it, but... They don't deserve to be forgiven. I agree with you on that. But here's what I want you to understand. God has forgiven you, right? God has forgiven me for things I've done. He didn't forgive me because I deserved it. He didn't forgive you because you deserved it. He did it for your own sake. Giving up that grudge will ultimately be good for your health overall, whether you believe it or not. Romans chapter 12, listen to what Paul says here to the Roman church. He says, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God, for the scriptures say... I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. See, I think a lot of times in our minds, we forget that God saw the hurt that was done to us, and he sees the pain that we're going through and what we're feeling. And I promise you, this word right here is something you can take to the bank. God is going to settle the score. God is going to balance the books. He said he would do that, and he knows how to do that in order to get someone back. Because he knows their life and he knows their being. He knows where they're at at all times. And he is going to do that for us. He promises to do that. And, and a lot of people think, well, I have to remember what they've done to me. Or they're going to get away with it, Pastor. I've heard so many people in all the years of ministry tell me these things. So I've got to hold on to it. I've got to hold on to it. And, and it's going to hurt them. No, it's not going to hurt them. It's hurting you. 
When you hold on to something and every time you see somebody, a lot of times people think they automatically remember what they've done to you. A lot of times they've forgotten it. You're the ones hanging on to it. It's silly eating it. You're on the side of your soul. They've moved on. You haven't. Jesus was abused and look what he did. Let's look at, the, look at this verse here. Look what Peter said. He said, he did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he, was, when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. How many of you here will lift your hand and say, I've given my life to Jesus? Raise your hand real quick, okay. How many of you say that Jesus, you would believe ultimately in your heart and in your life that Jesus is your example to learn from and to follow his example? Raise your hand. Well, then right here tells me right here in this verse right here that this is what we need to do to get better, not live a bitter life. Jesus, his deepest wounds, whether you believe it or not, were hidden wounds. It wasn't the nails in his wrists, in his hands right here. It wasn't the nails in his face. It wasn't even the spear in his side. It wasn't the beating that he took. It wasn't the, the scars on his brow from the crown of thorns. It was the hidden wounds that it was. It was the betrayal. The ones that he thought that loved him the most that were going to be there for him, they betrayed him. It was the abuse that he went through. It was being rejected of those when he came in on that Sunday into Jerusalem on the donkey. And they were saying, hail to the king of kings, the Lord of lords. They were saying all these different kind of phrases to him. And then they rejected him and they spat upon him and they showed him hatred and they showed him injustice. He could have took them out in a moment's notice, but he didn't. What did he say when he was on the cross being crucified? He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Think about that pain you're feeling right now. Think about that open wound in your life right now. Think about the circumstances for which that it happened. Now think about the person that did that to you. Do you honestly think in 100% that they would have done that if they'd been living right with the Lord and they'd been living the way Jesus is teaching us? They would have never done that, right? You understand what I'm saying? Maybe they're not a Christian and they hurt you and they wounded you. Do you think that they would have done it on purpose if they were right with Jesus Christ? No, they wouldn't have. So then we have to think like Jesus, right? And we have to take on the mindset of Christ as Christians. And we say, Father, forgive them. Because they didn't know what they were doing. And that's a hard, hard mindset to take on. To let that go. To uncover it and let it go and say, forgive them, Lord. They, they wouldn't have done it if they knew what they were doing if they'd been like you. But when you do take that, that is a mark of spiritual maturity that I will tell you in over two decades of ministry, I've seen few people get there. Few people. So you've got to uncover it so the healing can begin. You've got to take ownership of it. You've got to let go of those who hurt you. You're just ending up hurting yourself in that moment. We forget that God had saw that. You say, 
Pastor, I don't understand. Why should I forgive them? Because God has forgiven you. God has forgiven you. And you know what else is going to happen with that? In the future, you're going to need more forgiveness. You're not perfect, neither am I. We live in a sinful world and we fight the battle every day. We're going to need more forgiveness. But also, it's the only way you're ever going to get well. You've got to let go of your right to get even. Hebrews 12 and 15, look what it says here in the New Testament. It says, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. See, that's the thing about resentment, what he's saying, the writer here is saying. Resentment poisons everybody around you. Being bitter hurts innocent people in your life. Bitterness can be passed on from generation to generation. Just think about the Hatfield McCoys. Come on now. Right? From all about stealing a pig, which was a major offense in that day, I will tell you. Stop the misery in your own life. Uncover the wounds. Let go of the people who've hurt you. But also, listen to this. This is where you get, things are going to get better. You've got to replace those old memories with God's truth. I don't know if you understand how your brain works, but your brain is like a computer. And this computer in your brain doesn't have a certain amount of hard drive space. It is a endless source of memory. And your brain, what it does, your brain does not have selective recording. Your brain will always record that which is good and that which is bad, that which is right and that which is wrong. It doesn't distinguish between those things that are good or bad. And when we were kids or maybe an adult or a parent or someone would tell you things that hurt you deeply and you've never forgot it. Maybe they told you that you were stupid and, or maybe they told you you were ugly or maybe they told you that you wouldn't amount to anything or that you were worthless. And some of you are still operating on the self-defeating information that's stored in your brain. That's what you're operating on and it's time for an upgrade today. Look at the person next to you and say, it's time for an upgrade. It's okay. You say, what do you mean upgrade, pastor? You've got to replace those old haunting memories that you're still hanging on to with God's truth about you and what God says about you and what God knows about you and how God orders this step for you before you were ever born. Look what it says in Romans 12 and 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you. That means metamorphosis, if you understand that. It means to die out and come alive into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How does God transform us? He does that by changing the way that we think. How does God do that? We pray, God, help me get these memories that, that it's haunting me. Help me get these memories to where that I pray for you to heal my memories. I want you to heal those things in my mind. I've got this faulty, self-defeating info that's driving me crazy. And it's pulling me away from the very purpose and the plan that you have for my life. Then you say, God, God, help me. Let me know the truth in my mind of your word, of what your word says about me. And then you believe that truth. And when you believe what God says about you, because it's true and it's real and God is faithful. You say, what is the truth about me, pastor? Look at Ephesians chapter one, verse four. 
Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. If you're in a paper Bible or you've got your notes on your electronic Bible or whatever, it might be something that you want to underline or take note of where it says, without fault in his eyes. The Bible says that when you are in Christ, that you are valuable. When you are in Christ, understand that you are a person that he's created. So you're acceptable, you're lovable, you're a person that's forgivable, you're absolutely capable, you're able to be used in the kingdom of Almighty God. These are things that you've got to start believing about yourself, not what some other human individual said about you. You gotta be believing what your creator that created you and gave you your heartbeat and your breath of life. You've got to believe what he says about you. If you're going to believe God, are you going to believe somebody that lied about you? That's the question. You've got to replace those bad memories with God's truth about you. But also, when you begin that manner and you're praying for God to help you with that, you have to get refocused for your future. So, what do you mean? Because I'm saying refocus because. We let those old lies and those old memories and those old things haunt us. It kind of blurs our future. We don't know really where to go and what to do. Does that make sense to you? We don't know the direction. And, and you, you got to get your attention off the past wounds. I think a lot of times the people I talk to, they give full attention to the things that hurt them back here. That's all they think about. That's all they want to talk about. That's all they want to lean to when you get together with them. They just want to talk about those things. And God's healing plan is for your future. And when you uncover your wounds and you let go of those people that have hurt you and you begin to say, God, please heal these bad memories and replace the truth about me and you. And then you refocus on your future. You'll be able to do this. Listen to this. It says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Some of you are thinking, I can't do that, Pastor. You don't understand what happened to me. I can't do that. This, it's, the severity of it is just, a, just, just engulfing my life. You can with God's help. Beauty will come from the pain you've experienced. But you've got to take God's healing way and, and healing direction to be able to do this. God uses pain in our lives in many different ways and purposes. God uses pain in our life to be able to direct us, to show us which way to go. God uses pain in our life to correct us in order to show us what's wrong in our lives. God uses pain to be able to perfect us and to make us more like Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior and our example. God uses pain in our life to be able to protect us because sometimes God allows a, a smaller problem in our life to protect us from a bigger problem that might be coming in your life. God uses pain to inspect us, to show us what we're like on the inside, and to invite him on the inside, that we live like him and not like our carnal self. You'll never get over your hidden wounds. Listen to me closely. You'll never get over your hidden wounds by yourself. If you could, you would have been well by now you need other people you need support you need encouragement you need love you need care that relationship with Jesus most of all and you need the love of a caring church family here's what I'm going to tell you about Freedom Church I see miracles of healing sitting all through this auditorium right now and I'm not going to name names because every healing is special 
But I see healings of, of faces of people that I've known for years in our church family. And I've seen what God can do to heal people physically, emotionally, mentally, sexually. To be able to heal people that's gone through abuse and all kinds of pain in relationships. I've seen God do so much with that. You need a church family, and I hope that you'll land here. Because, But if you're coming here in this church and you're looking for a perfect church, listen, it's not a perfect church. It'll be a perfect building when we all leave here and we lock the doors and turn the alarm system on. That's when it'll become a perfect building, when you and I leave. But I'm a man, and I'm a pastor, and I'm striving for his perfection. My challenge to you is, is to strive for the Lord's perfection. That's what God wants us to do, is to strive to be in Him. You need a loving church family, but how do you spell relief? Is it going to be through some kind of bottle that you look to the bottom of and drink alcohol or do illicit drugs or go out and have uh, sexual relationships and, and think about these things that are going to help you? Listen, let me tell you the problem with you going and looking for a quick fix. They don't last. They're addictive. And they're never going to solve the problem. Jehovah Rapha. I am the God who heals. But when, some of you think, but when will I know when I'm healed, Pastor? You ever thought about that? When am I going to know if I do these things you're talking about? When am I going to know in my life? Because I know the pain. When am I going to know when, when I'm healed? If it's another human that caused your pain, this is when you're really going to know. Is when you think of that person who hurt you and you have peace, not revenge. You have a, a sense about you that you would pray for that person. You would lift them up to God. That's when you know that you've been healed. But there's one more thing that I want to share with you that's important, that you'll really know that you're healed. It's when you show the, your scars to help other people. You say, what do you mean? I just have to look at my own life, you know? Over the years of ministry, I just lay it out there like it is. Over the years of ministry and being in ministry, I've been stabbed in the back so much that if I walk very fast, I would whistle like Swiss cheese. Just being honest. You know, and I had my times that I complained and my wife bent her beautiful ear to me and would listen to me. And, but I would have continued down that road and let those things bother me that deep I would have been nothing more than a bitter pastor but I thank God today that anyone that may have ever hurt me in my life all the way back to my childhood when I see them I have this peace it's okay and I pray for him, it's okay. Because any time that someone really hurts you deeply, always remember when Jesus was on the cross, wounded deeply for my sins and yours, that he said those words, Father, 
forgive them. They were standing right in front of him that did this to him. And he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. So those people that hurt you, they didn't know what they were doing. If you can get to that spiritual mindset, God is going to heal you like never before. I pray for those people. I love those people. And I wish God's best for the people that's hurt me. And I, I pray that you'll get there too. If you're not there yet, you're not healed yet. What did Jesus do? Did he come out complaining to Thomas? Thomas said, I'm not going to believe. I'm not going to believe until I see the wounds in his hands. He didn't come and show him wounds in his hands. He come and showed him scars in his hands. He said, look, Thomas, look at the scars. Look at the scars, Thomas. Don't be faithless, Thomas, believe. That's why I believe those scars will be in heaven. Because those scars that he showed Thomas and those scars that he shows us through the scriptures is what's helping me and me to help others. So when you're healed, you show those scars to help other people and through your testimony of what God has done, that's the final step, showing those scars because God can bring beauty from pain. You know why I believe this? Because I saw one of those people recently. And my wife will tell you, I said, I'm going to say this to them. You know what I did? Because of God, I hugged them and asked them how they were doing. If I can do that, you can do that because God will always bring beauty from pain. You guys listen to this beautiful song. you 
got to use your experiences to help other people that's called ministry God meant for us to help each other and he can use our pain for his gain and glory it says in 2 Corinthians 1 and 4 he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given to us. This is what people are doing in our church family and all over, and you can too. Today might be the new beginning for you as it says in 2 Corinthians 5. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Freedom is when you can take those scars that were once wounds and show them like Jesus showed and give somebody else some hope. And you say, why is that? Because Jesus showed his scars. I can show my scars 
and we can show the power of forgiveness, reconciliation, and our future hope. We can show our scars of healing. And that's my prayer for you today. That when you uncover those wounds, you're able to try to let those people go that's hurt you and you say, God, would you heal these bad memories? They're so bad. Just heal them, God. Replace them with your truth, God. And then you begin to refocus on the future. You're not, you're not looking at the past any longer. And then when you get to the point that you can look at those people or think about that situation or that crazy thing you went through, and you don't think those bad thoughts of revenge and getting them back, and God's peace floods your soul, then you can be a person that helps heal another. Never a sacrifice, just never sacrifice your future on the altar of your past. Would you stand with me as we pray? Heavenly Father, God, today, Lord, my heart goes out to every person that's hurting with gaping wounds of life. God, I pray in your name, Jesus, that you begin to just do a mighty work in their life for them to fully trust you in this process, God. Sometimes, God, even in the pain that we're in, we have to forgive each and every day when we wake. I pray, God, for ultimate healing for each one because you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God who heals. So I pray for that. With your head bowed and eyes closed, let me ask you, would you just be honest enough to lift your hand real high and say, man, I'm wounded and I need God to heal it. Would you just lift your hand all over the auditorium, all over, all over, all over. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for being honest today and the pain that's been ensued upon your life. I want to pray for you and with you. Would you pray right now in your own way to God in heaven, right where you're at, and say, God, help me. God, help me. Just pray to him. Heavenly Father, right now, God, I just pray, God, this beautiful group of people, God, have been hurt, God, they're wounded, God. I, I just pray as they've lifted their hand and they're even having to think about what's went on, God. I pray, God, they're just going to uncover it to you right now, Father. God, in that next step, just trying their best to let those people go because they didn't know what they were doing or they wouldn't have hurt them to begin with. They weren't being like you when they did. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you'll just Heal their memories right now, God. Heal those bad memories. Now they feel the truth about them, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made in you, God, and that they will just look to the future, God, not to dwell on the past. And I pray, God, when the ultimate healing comes from Jehovah Rapha, our God, they can show their scars and help others. Bless them in this process. Love them in this process. Help them stay focused and moving toward being a healed person by you. Maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Christ. You'll never get the sin wounds of your life healed until you go to the one who took care, who was wounded for your transgressions, who was beaten like a sheep but never opened up his mouth. Jesus took the wounds on the cross for you and for me, all of our sins. And today, as his Holy Spirit moves and as he convicts hearts right now, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, and you know that, and he's knocking on your heart's door, would you be honest enough just to lift your hand right where you're at? Just lift your hand up real high and back down. Just say, I need to give my life to Jesus. I know that today. I need him as Lord and Savior in my life. Just lift your hand up very quickly and back down. 
Let's pray together right now and say, God in heaven, Lord, forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings. Forgive us, Lord, when we have not followed you. We believe you are our Lord, that you came, you lived, and you died for our sins. But yet you arose again to set us free and to give us the power of resurrection in our lives. Save us. May you help me to be born again in you. And I trust you from this day forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today online. We know that you weren't able to join us in the auditorium, but that's totally fine because you've made this a priority in your life to make sure that you are receiving God's word. If you received Christ for the first time today, that's absolutely awesome, but we want to know about it. So if you can, if you're on Facebook, in the description there's a link. Go ahead and hit that and fill it out uh, on our connection card that you received Christ. If you're on our website, if you're on an app, hit the menu at the top and you can do the same thing from there. So if you're already on the connection card, you probably are noticing some other next steps that might be interesting to you. If you are interested in any one of those, just check those and when you submit that, it'll inform us and we can be in contact with you to answer any questions that you may have about those next steps. So this is the time of our service where we're gonna jump into our giving. At Freedom Church, we believe that you can't outgive God. This is just another act of worship where we trust God with what He has blessed us with. If you're on Facebook, again, in the description, there's a link there. You can give securely, safely on the website and the app. Also in that menu, you can see a place to do that as well. But just because we're in the, the time of technology doesn't mean you can't do it the old-fashioned way. There is an address at the bottom of the screen that you can send it to, and it'll, come, it'll show up safe as well. Or just drop it by the office anytime Monday through Thursday between 8 and 5, and we will receive it. Other than that, you have a great day.